Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean, Xbox, Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox 12360, everyone. Woo. Got a good show today. Didn't I just say that last week? But it was a good show last week. It's a great show. Of course show. it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, in studio, uh, we're joined by Joey Ryan. Yeah. Big fan. How are you? Yeah. And uh, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about uh, all the shit going on in wrestling. Everything possible. And then, of course, (laughs) special guest right here. Yeah. And, uh, and how's everybody doing over there on the couch? Hey, Steve Kaufman, thanks for coming in today. Howdy. Thank you for having me. Nice to have you back. Absolutely. And Denise and Jumbo over there. What a nice little sandwich. Yeah. I, I usually don't do the intros like in the beginning anymore because it kind of I was starting to like wanting to put my finger down my throat and puke over it. But that's um, one way to start the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, it just felt like yeah. it felt appropriate just now. So, but Joey, man, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me back. No, I'm always happy to have yeah. you here. It's yeah. always great to see you. It's always I'm a huge fan of yours. Stop that. Stop that. You're going to make me blush. I think it's appropriate. I mean, on a week where we celebrate America, I mean, this is a guy right here who's literally living the American dream because he's, mm-hmm. you've kind of found ways time and time again to uh, have success. And you've done it yeah. in ways that no one else has done before. Whether or not people enjoy it, you're doing great. And I think it's uh, the American dream on, on the right week. Well, well, thanks for the compliment. There you go. You were Mr. America in Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, right? I was. Yes, I was. Oh, yeah. Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. Yeah. I was, uh, I was uh, the American muscle guy. Hey, and Joey. <laughs> yeah. Joey, I, something that people uh, don't really think about when they think of you, but you are now, and that's a wrestling promoter. Oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 I mean I I, I did I did was a, one of the one of six founders of, of pro wrestling gorilla so I had, oh that's right yeah I but it's been, but yeah. it's been a while I this forgot is, about that this yeah. Is, yeah it's been a while I I haven't really mm. done anything in the office yeah. for them uh, for years now so this is my first solo bar wrestling is my first solo yes. solo venture yeah into it it's and we just had our one year anniversary show yes. yeah I was on I was on last November was it uh, yeah it was last year yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. it, it yeah. Honestly, I, I tried to book you again, but you, uh, you're, I, you're, yeah, too yeah, <laughs> you're too busy. You're too busy for me. <laughs> no, but like that match that I had with you guys, yeah, uh, like I was ready before that match. I was ready to just go. Eh, I'm done. You really? know, honestly, because I can do other things in wrestling to make a living. Yeah, and I was so tired of having shitty matches. All around, you know, on on some and nothing against anybody, but yeah. you know, sometimes you go to shows and 
the mansions aren't the best. Yeah. And you don't feel that great afterwards. Yeah. And you're supposed to feel really good after a wrestling match. Right. I mean, but mentally. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're hurting. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, we just went out there and crushed it. And I wasn't getting any of that. Yeah. You know? And that's like my drug. Like, yeah. it's one of my drugs of choice. And, and uh, you gave, I, I ended up getting it that night. Oh, like, sweet. the uncut shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. it was a real fun match. Yeah, it was. And so, uh, like that's an every month thing. Uh, for actually, you. I just I'm doing I'm doing it twice a month. And actually, August I have three shows. Wait, so wait, I'm, twice I'm, in uh, the same venue a month? No, 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 no. I'm I'm doing one yeah. in the Baldwin Park, uh, which is a little bit like 18 miles east of LA. Yes. Uh, one in that <laughs> mo- month, and then one in a. I'm starting. This is my first July. Will be my first month uh, at a sh- venue in LA, Los Angeles. Yeah. Whoa. So. Uh, so I'm going to go twice a month, and actually August I have three shows because the Baldwin Park uh, venue they love it and they they want they they requested more shows. Right. So I'm going to do two, two there two shows there in August, and then one show in LA in August. But yeah, yeah. Fr- from here on out, it'll probably be two months. Did you guys have a like a big meeting, like a big creative meeting uh, uh, to come up with the name? Bar wrestling? No. Well, so I was I, I wrestle for I wrestle for DDT Pro in Japan, and DDT Pro has a lot of a uh, lot of promotions under their umbrella, yeah. you know. And um, and I did when I was over there one time, I did a show called Tavern Wrestling, which is the very similar standing room, mm. cheap, cheap tickets, cheap booze, yeah. Uh, you know, fun matches, no no storylines, no no title matches, just everyone having fun. Uh, and so I kind of just took that template, and I told them too. I said, Hey, I'm going to steal this idea, and they were all for it. So. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, you're the all-time Iron Man heavy metal weight champion, yeah. so I think yeah. you have the right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, their DDT is very supportive of it, and they they like it. So, um, so yeah, and uh, so yeah, I just came up with bar wrestling because it's similar to tavern wrestling. Yeah. I, just, I just wanted something direct and to the point, like people know that they're going to a place with a bar where they can drink and watch wrestling. And that's a big like. like this- so you know Anthony from here at, at AfterBuzz yeah. TV, uh, people are wondering who the f I'm talking about. But he's one of the engineers here. He's an AfterBuzz guy, and he came out to bar wrestling that night. And he was like, "Oh, this is this is amazing. You can get drunk and yeah. you know watch fighting. And, you know people pretend to fight." And, yeah, and it's a you know? the standing room makes it kind of a, a rock show environment. Yeah, you know, like yeah, a par- and you like do, a par- it's a party more than a wrestling show. Yeah, and do planches into the bays yeah. and shit into the yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. People scatter. It's fun. I'm glad that it's uh, that the that it's worked and it's and it's people are enjoying it. I remember last year there was a show on July 4th, and I don't know if oh, you yeah, recall. Yeah, it was hot that day, and no matter who was there, you felt like it was a workout. But the show, it was incredible. Yeah, because we did it earlier in the day because yep. we wanted to get people out in time to go see fireworks if they want to see fireworks. So we did. I think we did a 4 p.m. show. Yeah, which in you know Southern California is uh, in July is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kind of a, a warm to put you know that many people in one room, mm-hmm. uh, and then have athletic stuff going on. It just was a, I mean it was fun. It was it felt like um, real fun. Yeah, I mean, but everyone was sweating. Mm-hmm. So that Fourth of July show, you had Cody Rhodes on. Yes, and yeah. he got you to do a little something with his T-shirts. You want to say it? Oh, Tell that story. Yeah. So so that was the second show we ever did because the first one was June, and then July we did the second show. Um, and so just to attract people on the second show, we did a, uh, a t-shirt giveaway. So if you came to the show, you got a free bar wrestling t-shirt, um, with the ticket, with your ticket purchased. And, uh, Cody was there. We did it. We did our match and he wanted to film, uh, like a commercial spot for, uh, these wines that he had, um, coming out. And, uh, uh, so we, we, the audience all, we all, you know, they, he gave him a little bit of an instruction and they, they were awesome and they helped film this commercial for Cody. 
and Cody, I don't know if, you know, he, he was, you know, he was just saying it or whatever, but he said, okay, thank you everybody. I'm going to make sure I'm gonna, next show. I'm going to make sure that you all have Cody Rhodes shirts for free. And so, uh, everyone, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, a couple days later I said, you know, Cody, <laughs> you got you to pay that off. And I, I can't afford to, to do that again. And, uh, so Cody, Cody put the money out to get everybody Cody Road shirts for the third show. So what do you mean everybody? Everybody bought a ticket. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody bought a ticket. Got a, the second show got a free bar wrestling t shirt. The third show got a free Cody Road t shirt. Hmm. So all right. And it, it wasn't. I mean, it, the, the the bar wrestling t shirt that I had was you know one color simple shirt. His Cody Road shirts are pretty elaborate. So yeah, they probably cost them a little bit more to make. Wow. Sure. So uh, I'm just so, trying to do the math here. Like, so he's 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 technically an investor now, I guess. <laughs> so what's the balance like for you? Not only being a promoter, but also being a wrestler, especially now that bar wrestling is your own. Um, it's, it can be pretty hectic. Uh, if I'm trying to, it, I've been lucky so far cause I've been a part of wrestling shows where, where, you know, things become disastrous, you know, stuff falls apart. People don't show up people, the rings problems or, you know, just any little thing that can, can go wrong. And I can't imagine having to go th- to, to try to like, uh, troubleshoot, uh, fixing a wrestling show and then being still wrestling and having a match and planning, you know, and, and not just having a terrible match, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so it's just luck I've been blessed so far with you know my my team my production team and uh you know and um and yeah and it's and it's been great cuz I I've been able to wrestle on all the shows and and not really be stressed too stressed out about the production part um I do I should mention more of the production team uh these uh what helped me start it was uh these two guys um uh, Orlando and Peter uh who run Violence and Suffering in New Jersey a show a show called Violence and Suffering and they um, they wanted to run on the West Coast, and they they were pitching it to me for a while until I finally said, okay, let's try it, let's try it. Uh, and they've been great as far as uh, support, as far as coming out to help pr- produce the show. So I don't always feel like all I have to answer all the questions. Plus, you have a great crew, but also I think thanks to social media, I mean, it's almost like a well-oiled machine now. Every single month, you're all, you're pretty much guaranteed that people are going to be excited. They're going to come out. I mean, everyone I've been to has been packed so far, and you're a year plus running now. Yeah, yeah, we we've every show uh since January has been a sellout. January we had Candice's last independent wrestling match before she went Candice LeRae before yes. she went to to NXT uh and that show sold out and every single show since then has been sold out. Um what also I've I've heard, I mean just it's all word of mouth, there's no there's no right way to study it, but people have said that in December when we had uh Macaulay Culkin do <laughs> a, a home alone bit in the ring and it was unadvertised that people yeah. are like, no, we can't miss it now because we don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. We have to come because we don't know what surprises. You know, in March we had Tommy Dreamer come out as an yeah. unannounced surprise. You know, I so. ju- Macaulay Galkin had just left doing his Bunny Ears podcast with me right yeah. before he came over and <laughs> yeah. did your, did your. Um, yeah, he's, he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, March we had Tommy Dreamer as a surprise. So every now and then we'll just we'll th- we'll throw something unadvertised out so people it'll help create that oh we don't we have to come because we don't know who's going to show up and and you guys are your shows are streamed on high spots network huh yeah about a week after it, we have our own pivot chair channel but also high spots network yeah. it's it's all kind of the pivot chair family there gotcha. um and uh about a week after the show happens we um i you know send it out they cut it up and they put it up mm-hmm. uh on, on the pivot chair channels which is which is nice it's we have a good support from high spots too mm-hmm. Because the streaming revenue also helps keep the show going. Yeah, and give uh, us the dates of the additional shows. So obviously you have the Baldwin Park. That's the the mainstay. Like yeah, said, yeah, there's Baldwin other Park. Ones as well. um, so this this show. So we run, well, the Baldwin Parks. We've been running on Thursday nights, um, 
and uh, but the next show is on a Saturday because uh, it's it's weird. And I you know I, I don't I shouldn't take credit for it. And I don't want to take credit for it. But all of a sudden, all these Thursday shows started popping up, and my, and I don't have any available Thursdays myself that I'm not booked in mm. in July. So mm. I had to I had to book a Saturday yes. to 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 get be able to run a, a Saturday show. Uh, so we're Saturday, July 14th in Baldwin Park. Um, and then Wednesday, July 25th in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles venue is probably going to be mostly Wednesdays, hmm. maybe sometimes Sundays. But the next one is uh, Wednesday, July 25th, or the first one. And we're going to uh, try that out. And then in August, I've got August 2nd in Baldwin Park, August 15th, which is a Wednesday again in Los Angeles, and August 23rd uh, in Baldwin Park, back in Baldwin Park. And then in September, we have September 12th and 13th book. 12th is Los Angeles. Uh, 13th is Baldwin Park. Wow. Hey, so, Joey, uh, I, I want to talk about your, your persona. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure like anyone that's listening right now knows, you know, how, how it's evolved and like, yeah. um, since you started doing the penis plaques and all that, yeah. how has it evolved since then? Have um, you had to evolve a little, have you had to like, you know, come up with new ways and new different things. I know, like it's probably a weird question, but I was thinking about that all last night. No, no, and it's actually it's it's kind of it's kind of fun because so like obviously when it when it went viral, I was like, oh, I'll get a good couple months out of this thing yeah. being popular, and it just like it caught on, and you know, and I and I and I always use this example, even though I hate comparing myself to other people, but it's become kind of the worm for Scotty Too Hotty. You know, if people if people go watch Scotty Too Hotty wrestle and he, yeah. he doesn't do the worm there, they feel they feel ripped off. Right. So now I I have to do it. But um, I'm wrestling so much now that I have to like come up with either different ways or, or a variety of ways. And something that's actually happened that is kind of a, again a blessing for me is that a lot of times I find when I when I'm booked against somebody and they find out they're wrestling me that they come up with yeah. all these ideas <laughs> sure. all these penis spots all these ways to yeah. get into the flip and they come and they're they're pitching ideas at me so I have my like set my set go-tos that yep. I have just in case I need them but when I go and someone else has a ton of ideas I'm always open open yeah. to their ideas because sometimes they think of ways to do it that I didn't even think of so uh so it's it's actually become fun to hear other people come up with ideas for the the shtick. And believe it or not, like a lot of people that want to just like you know uh, uh, turn their nose up at it's it's actually can be a very family friendly thing. Yeah, because yeah. I I know I see you kind of shaking your head right now, I mean, but, <laughs> but we were in we were in Australia and I teamed with you. Yeah. And the the kids, everyone was into it. They all loved it, and it wasn't like a dirty thing. Like, sure. I feel you know? like I feel like because I don't, it's not it's not sexualized. Right. It's not like my that's what I mean. My character's not like getting off by doing it. Yeah. Um, it just it's the same as it's the same as if I use the Stone Cold Stunner or the Pedigree, yeah. but instead it's 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 like you're Mr. Sacco. right? It's it's mm. it's my move, and of course I'm going to go for my move to win the match. Uh, with kids, like adolescents, I find like it's like that feeling when you're you know, 13 and you sneak into a rated R movie. Yes. Yeah. And like, it's, you get that like kind of, Oh, I shouldn't be seeing this. You see boobies. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You get that. You get that. Like, and they, so they're into it because they, yeah. it's like, it's like almost seeing something that they shouldn't. It's like, I mean, I, again, I hate comparing myself, but it's like, it's kind of very attitude era ish, you know, yes. attitude era got a great adolescent audience because it was like, almost taboo to be watching it mm-hmm. so i mean we can't forget someone almost got their thing chopped off during the end yeah, right. so, so uh, you know yeah, right. but, so we did this thing and and it was like uh joey would go touch it and then i'm going sung it and then joey <laughs> go touch it and we go back chanted, and forth yeah. yeah it was great 
And then I can't remember how we finished it, but I should have had the goddamn uh, video clip of that because there's video of that. But so, okay, so now that we're talking about Australia, you were just in Australia again for World Series Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, World Series Wrestling is, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's the third time, their third tour, and I've been on all three. And I, won, I actually won the tag titles with the guy we teamed with in that six man, Concrete, Concrete Davidson. Concrete Davidson. Yeah. So yes. we, we, on the second tour, we won the tag titles. They did a tag term tournament. That was actually supposed to be me and Candace, but then Candace got signed. So yeah. it became me and Concrete. And so we ended up winning the titles. And this last tour, we, we defended three of the four shows, we defended the titles. So strong business still? Yeah. 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 It's, 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 you know, the, that, 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 not only so obviously the first tour was just like getting all these names there that uh you know hadn't been in australia in a while or like getting them all under one roof in australia and delivering and delivering yes. and delivering and now uh, the world series brand has has become the reason to go see it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so you know like n- it's not just like we're going to see any odd wrestling show with these guys it's like we want to go see world series wrestling um because we know the product will deliver and, yeah, and, and that just speaks to the power of wrestling right now. I mean, I've never been to World Series of Wrestling, but I have heard so much about it in the states, and it's incredible that it's traveling that far when we have so much wrestling in America. That just goes to show you the worldwide they, appeal and how much it's blown up. And they just teamed up with Impact. I think they're they're on the Impact. Their shows are being aired on Impact's uh, streaming service. I think. Oh, really? In, in America, yeah. Huh. Hey, are you, speaking of Impact, have you talked to them at all about doing anything? No, no, no. and it's you know. After, you know, I think maybe towards the end of last year, before we filmed season four of Lucha Underground, um, Lucha Underground relaxed the uh, the exclusive part of the contract. Yes. And they said we were allowed to uh, to work anywhere outside of WWE. So that opened up Ring of Honor. That opened up, which I worked in um, last November, uh, and opened up Impact and opened up basically anywhere except WWE brand yep. and stuff. Um, and so that's why Brian Cage and Ty Valkyrie and, and, and a lot of, you know, Killer Cross, a lot of those guys have been popping up. Uh, Pentagon, Phoenix, a lot yes. of those guys have been popping up on uh, Impact because there's a working relationship there. Um, I have not uh, had too much contact. I, I don't know if it's – I mean, it could be par- partially because of the penis stuff. I don't know. Uh, but I don't do the penis stuff on Lucha Underground. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I don't do it on Championship Wrestling of, uh, from Hollywood. I don't do it on the, those TV. It, it's I don't – it's not something that it's I'm, not like oh my god if I don't have the penis plaques yeah. I'm dead in the water yeah no, right no, yeah, yeah yeah no there's ways to work around it and there's yeah. way, there's ways to uh, to I mean I can, I just on those shows I just tend to up the sleeves part of it and and you know the pro wrestling fan in 2018 is so um, they're so like apt to um, evolve with us or adapt to us and. Yeah. Um, and so, like they they understand that when I'm at Lucha Underground, that they're not going to see the mm-hmm. penis flip because it's a national television show, and uh, and you're a cop, yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm an undercover police officer yeah. who's, who doesn't have who doesn't have myth, mythical penis powers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's 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 cool, and um, you know, I'm not saying that nothing will ever happen with Impact. I mean, I'm friends with uh, Sanjay Dutt, who's you know in the yes. office, in the office, there. and you've been there before, and I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. Um, might just be a timing thing. I don't know. Um, but you're busy. Yeah, yeah, it's also it's also busy. Like, you know, I mean, how you're busy? You're, you're what, what's your schedule like? Uh, I'm usually usually doing three shows a week, sometimes yeah. four, because these Thursday shows are popping up. But um, yeah, so I did like I just before Australia. So I did two weeks in England, um, and then I came home for one day, and then yeah. I flew to Australia. So I flew t- <laughs> ten hours from London to LA, and the next day I flew fifteen hours from LA to to Australia. Uh, 
and you know did four sh- shows in five days there and then came home and then that's and, plenty of work yeah and then ran my show on thursday that thursday i came back i came back on a tuesday ran my show thursday friday i flew to new york for two shows yeah. so uh yeah i mean I, I it's not like um you know i'm i'm i, I need necessarily need the work but it's always fun i i had a blast when i was with impact because it's and it's a completely different crew now you know mm-hmm. um so uh yeah, I don't, I don't, I nothing scheduled, but and that yeah. doesn't mean it's never going to happen. Hey, so what, like, you keep being being as busy as you are, and you're busier than I am uh, uh, these days. Uh, do you get a chance to, like, you know, keep an eye on you know the other shit going on in wrestling right now? Um, it's very difficult. Uh, it, it, luckily, with with Twitter, you know, you can you can get the big news, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, it's it's weird. You like you. Being in wrestling, you want to stay um, updated on what's happening in the industry. Yeah. Um, and to, in years before social media, you'd have to watch, the, actually watch, sit down and watch the product to see what's going on with the, you know, the the television, you know, product. And um, but now you can just look at Twitter and people are tweeting about it. People are posting video clips and and gifs and uh, all that stuff. So you really don't have to. You can stay. Uh, you can get an idea of what's going right, on. Right, yeah. without having to sit down and watch three hours of a show, yeah. you know. And so that's helpful. I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird. Uh, like, so, sometimes there are people that are on, like, NXT. And, like, because, like, when Candice will tell me, like, oh, I have a match on NXT. And I'll, and I'll be like, okay, I'll make sure to watch it this week. So I'll watch NXT. And, like, there'll be people on there that are like, I have no idea. They have people, you know, they, obviously they're over and they're, people are chanting for them. And they've been on the show for a while. And I've, I've yeah. never mm. even heard of them. Yeah. Um, which is which is crazy to me because of. The Do you way. remember when you used to know every oh, single yeah. thing going <laughs> yeah. on in wrestling right? yeah. everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, uh, but it's it's you know it's the way the wrestling is right now. You know, it's hot everywhere, and it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on everywhere. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, you guys. So yeah, I wanted to know when you were in PWG and where you are now. Did you ever think that there would be like this huge evolve throughout your career? Well, you're always hopeful of that, right? Um, you know, you always want to keep growing and getting more more popularity, more success. Um, I mean, I, I I didn't even when we started PWG, we didn't even think like it was going to be. I mean, it's been what 15 years now that PWG's mm-hmm. been around. We didn't think it was going to grow to be that big, to be one of the top indies in the world. Um, and so, uh, in the you know, in in the same with me, I always get, I always get. Um, when like when a promoter tells me like when I announced you it spiked our ticket sales that that's like I mean that's crazy to me to think that I'm an actual draw in wrestling um, so it's 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 never you can't really plan for that stuff it just kind of happens but you're glad that it happens. Yeah. Say, while we're talking about other things in the world, do you want to go over some news now? Then we'll close out with some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focusing on Joey. Uh, well, first story. Um, you mind? I was, hey, I was I was hoping that you would uh, weigh in on some of the sure. Shit I'm, 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 che- I'm cheating now by reading yeah. your notes. Yeah. We're going to run over a couple of things, and we definitely have some more things we want to talk uh, to Joey about. But um, we want to pay respect, certainly, to Matt Capitelli, uh, who passed away this past oh, week. Did you know Matt at all? I, I didn't know Matt at all, but uh, I've I've a lot of my friends, you know, that came, Johnny came out John uh, Morrison, yeah. seemed to me really uh, right. Right, got came out of this. A lot of my friends came out of that system yeah. and, and knew him well. And they're, you know, and every, I've never, ever, ever heard anything bad said about him. See, see, I don't, I didn't know, I didn't know Matt. Uh, but just like you and like everyone else, you know, you hear just what a wonderful guy he was. And it just, it, it's, it, 
it really caught it just took the wind out like it, it was like a punch in the gut and i didn't even know him like just because 13 years he fought that yes, yeah he did. Very and now he's that, that glioblastoma it's the same thing maria menounos mm-hmm. mother Lisa has and unfortunately with glioblastomas uh, they hit people differently and sometimes they can be lethal in a very very quick amount of time yeah. and you have to be a fighter to defeat that matt capitelli my God, 13 yeah. years he fought it. That is really, it's, it's inspirational. And a lot of yeah. people, you And know. it just, it, I, uh, it made, oh, fuck. <sighs> Sorry, I'm going to take a drink of coffee real quick. Go for it. Um, it just made me think about, like, back when I uh, didn't really give a shit about living and actually tried to take my own life. And this guy's fucking fighting, you know, for 13 years for his life. And I just, you know, so it's just like, it's really, life fucking can really be unfair. Some things don't make sense, but Capitelli inspired a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah. I want to try to come up with more words than, uh, or different words, Mm -hmm. and, oh, you know, prayers, condolences, and, you know, and, and those words that are so cliche and everyone, you know, says the same thing, but I just, you know, really, that's... You know, that's the only thing I can come up with. I think it's that. safe to say Matt Capitelli left. His legacy is no days are guaranteed. Yeah. And we need to live each day to our best capacity and treat people well and make the world a better place. If we all individually try to do that, like Matt Capitelli did, the world's going to be a better place. It's kind of where I take it. And let's from. not take away from the fact, okay, he died a young man at thirty years, 38 years old. However, in that 38 years, uh, he had a he he pursued his dream and he lived it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and he would have continued living if if he wouldn't yep. have been diagnosed with the brain tumor. So you know, um, there's a success story in there too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what else do we have? I uh, got to talk about Kenny Omega, who was our guest on the show just two weeks ago. Incredible yeah. episode. It blew up. Uh, so he did put on the show with CEO, the Combined Gaming Professional Wrestling Show. And for all intents and purposes, big success, but there was some drama that followed it. Uh, Denise, I know you know more about the specifics of it, I think. Um, There was a guy that, uh, I guess, the ring crew... Um, was allowed to do a dark match, and, mm-hmm. and he's got a criminal history, I guess you could well, say. Well, the details are basically it was Chaz, Chance, Chanson, am I Chasen. Chasen. Chasen Rance yes. versus Aaron Epic, and basically they were in a dark match, but then when you Google Chance, Chance, I can't even change his name, so I can't get that. Um, when you Google his name, it comes out that when he was 25 years old, he did have a, allegedly a sexual encounter with a 15-year-old, which is clearly, you know, not, mm-hmm. okay. it's Definitely not okay. So basically when fans found out that they were like, Kenny, how can you book this guy on your show? So Kenny did come out and he did say like, hey guys, I'm sorry it was a terrible oversight. And, you know, I will, I believe he said he would refund people if they felt that the show, if they couldn't enjoy, they couldn't Mm. enjoy the show because of it, that he would refund people. And I mean, truthfully, I think that that was very nice of Kenny to do because I do think that it was an oversight. Sometimes you don't think like, hey, I'm going to check this guy's background and see if he did anything Mm. weird, you know? You don't think that way. Sometimes you just think good all in all. And and, And you might, and maybe it's not a safe assumption, but... Maybe someone else like that's working like with you might smarten you up to it. You know, if it's an issue, like I mean, it it's not like it's not. I mean, Kenny should be able to count on others too. Like he right. shouldn't be able. Like it shouldn't be all. 
you know, yeah. uh, on him. I mean, he organized the event. He took responsibility for it. Um, you know, uh, apparently his first statement wasn't good enough for mm-hmm. it. He came out and he gave a, a perfectly fine. Yeah. Like it was, And everything he said was, was, I thought, was right on the money. And, uh, and um, you know, what do we want? Do we want? Do we want his head on a chopping yeah, like, block? Jesus Christ! To, like to professionally outraged, like come out of the woodwork on shit like this, and like save it. There's plenty of shit to really be outraged over. And they like, yeah, I, 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 think it was totally valid to, mm. to complain about this and bring it up and make a stink about it. Yeah, and you know, and if he had doubled down and been like, you know what, I made, the, I booked it, everything's fine, then you're right to be outraged. He didn't do that. Yeah. He he can only deal with his present and what he knew in his present. Right. He knew he had a ring crew that was busting their ass for him. My and main, he said, "Hey, go have a match." My main, my 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 main issue is with Chasen. Yeah, of course. Uh, not I mean not even because of the the past stuff because I mean obviously got a problem with that being father of a daughter myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the selfishness of him putting himself in that match. Knowing it was gonna make it was gonna uh, raise some eyebrows. Bullshit on you, Jason. Yeah. And the other guy isn't he like uh, accused of doing shit too? Eric Ep- Aaron Epic. Sure. Don't believe so. Not no? gonna yeah. say. Okay. But on Kenny's side, to follow up both your points, whether you're producing a wrestling show, a comedy show, a theater show, especially at a destination where it's not in your town. You have to be able to count on the people. And honestly, you're not going to have time to do a background check. Yeah. You're right. It's on the individual himself to be like, hey, by the way, if you're going to put me in this match, I have this history. But clearly he didn't do that. Also, I've got personal issue uh, with Chase and going back to how he handled uh, when he was supposed to be taking care of Scott Hall when Scott was in really bad shape, mm. taking advantage. And I, so I don't even want to Piss me the fuck off. Fair. Sorry. Understandable. Sorry, Joey. I don't know if you want to weigh in on this one. <laughs> no, what's, what's actually, you know, like I, I've known Jason for years and obviously because he's been in wrestling. And yeah, I've known him too. And, um, and he's not I, an evil guy or anything. No, 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 no. And he, and he made a mistake. And, yes. and, 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 you know, he, he's obviously still paying for that. And like, you know, and he should be. You yes. know, like the, the, he made like he made a conscious decision at an, an adult, a responsible age to do that. And, um, you know, and he's still paying the consequences for it, which again he should be. Um, you know, I, I was booked in a match. I, I was booked for a, a show in um, the Orlando area. Um, was it early? Might have been even earlier this year, um, or late last year. I th- think it was earlier this year. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was it was announced. I you know they you, when you get booked, you don't you don't yeah, right. you don't weigh in on who you get booked with. Um, I was booked with Chase uh, versus Chase and versus um, Adam Rose in a triple threat, and both of those guys have um, a checkered history. That's right. And um, I didn't know until fans started like, "Hey, how could how how can you do this? You've stand you've stood uh, so strongly for women's equality in professional wrestling. How can you work with these guys? How can you you know?" And I didn't even know it. How I are you supposed to know? Right. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't know until fans came, you know started started tweeting me about it, and then you know and. Luckily, well, I mean, I would have asked for it either way, but they were tagging the promotion in it too, so the promoter saw it. Yeah, and I explained to the promoter, "Hey, look, you know, you got you got to take me out of this match. You got to put me in something else." And he did. He did because he saw all the backlash too. Um, But uh, you know, it's just one of those things that, like, you know, those those guys, and and when you when you do something like that, you have to live with that for the rest of your life, and that's why you know you have to register, you know, because that's 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 your life now, and. uh, and I think you're right about though him, 
knowing that he gets this kind of reaction for just being around, he should have he should have at least brought it to Kenny's attention or whoever was you know you know in charge of the dark match. Like, yeah. hey, that you might get this backlash if I you know I would love to do this. I thank you for the opportunity. I would love to do this. But you might get this backlash. Yeah, but that's not Chasen because he's a spoiled little rich shit. Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. He is can be pleasant to be around and, and that at times, but um, he is more worried about like himself. That's how he is. Sorry, like he's been he's always been respectful and everything. To, well, for the most part, but uh, you know, no. So like I. I Disappointed in him for that. I don't think you commit uh, the crime that he did without looking out only for yourself. Yeah. I mean, without yeah. that's perfect example we just said. Yeah. Well, is this something you worry about being a promoter, Joey, to f- fall into something like this? I mean, it's there's always the chance. Yeah. Um, I mean, luckily I am uh, so engulfed in the wrestling industry that I kind of know what's you know. Again, with social media and stuff, you find you hear things about people you know. Yeah. You know what they what their history is. Um, you know, Kenny isn't a guy who was, you know, he, you know, he's like, how many years has he been in Japan now? You know, he doesn't really know the ins and outs of what's True. going on in the yeah. independent wrestling world. Um, but I mean, most of the most of the stories that uh, that are out there about these types of situations, I've heard and I know of, yeah. and, and you know, I can avoid that. And you know, and it, here's the thing too: uh, the outrage, like it's. I'm, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use. What a, the person I'm thinking about is Rich Swan, mm-hmm. okay? Like, yes, okay, this the outrage was... I, I'm, I'm happy people spoke up about uh, Chasen and that. But, like, trying to get, like, uh, Rich Swan, like, a bunch of people, the PCW show that he was that mm-hmm. booked on coming up, I mean, I, I, I was really I was really bummed out, uh, like, the... You know, that guy, I think, you know, come to find out, didn't do anything. I mean... And his, it, Sue Young's backing him up. Uh, that's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... They ended up booking him on that show. Good. They kept him on that Yeah, show. good, because, okay, they were, like, reaching out to, to Twitter and, like, you know, wanting, you know, feedback. But the people that are going to get feedback are half the people aren't even people that buy tickets. Right. You know? Bunch I mean... Twitter eggs with an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> So. Makes me think of Andy Kaufman on Saturday Night Live when they were like, "Hey, vote if you want to keep him on, or vote if you want to take him yeah. off," kind of thing. Yeah, just like putting it out there when they already in the end probably had their decision made yeah. up. But I'm really happy for Rich, and I hope he keeps yes. moving forward. He's on Impact now. I hope He's so doing too. Great things. I don't. He hasn't really told his story at no. all, has he? No. He said he would come on the show. You want to get him on here to do it? Yeah, I, t- I totally would. Reach out to him this week. Yeah, I mean, I already <laughs> did. I reached out to him. Okay. He got back to me, and oh, like, okay. I just felt bad because I mean. You know, um, it's just, I, I can understand how he probably feels. Yeah. You know? Definitely. So, uh, anyways, what else? Uh, we got Shinsuke Nakamura. That uh, dog bite from the police dog is really um, apparently a lot worse than people thought. He's going to be out at least two more weeks. So, I don't know where he got bit. I'm assuming the calf. Achilles. Somewhere on the leg. Yeah, yeah. It was here in that. It was left, uh, lower left legs. All these. So yeah, I mean, as you know, calf injury, Achilles injury. That's that's rough. I mean, I just pulled Achilles. I, I don't think that's where he got bit. No. Okay. No. I, I'm I'm just guessing the leg probably. Yeah. Or the hand. Lower know. left leg. So. Lower left or the leg. hand. Who knows? I think they said lower left. Yeah, leg. Lower on, left he's, leg. He he's on crutches. On, right. He's on crutches in Japan. So he it's going to be the leg of some type probably. 
like a big enough dog could wreck your entire calf. Exactly. Oh, it's a police dog. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's right the head of the gastroc, that could be weeks of recovery. <laughs> like, that's that's a lot of muscle. I think the whole situation is just weird. How everything happened. You know, the guy goes to get you know get his workout in be- before the show, and then they're doing like this random what is it like drug sniffing mm-hmm. search? No, it's there, not drug. It's only it? bombs. Bombs. Yeah, bombs. There explosive. you go. Bombs. That they're doing like this random search on what like a Tuesday or something like that's that's pretty weird. You know that they would go and do that. No, it's actually standard, it's actually huh? standard now. Every really? every yeah. event, yeah. Matter of fact, when when I pull into the Staples Center, they they have the dog yeah. come around and sniff under the car and all that shit. Yeah, the mirror under the car. Yeah, yeah. wow, Crazy. interesting. Uh, some women's news: uh, Ruby Riot, unfortunately, also injured. Um, knee injury over the weekend. There's not. Uh, they didn't give the extent of how bad the injury is, but obviously yeah. she was not on television this week. So. Um, that's all we know there. Uh, Io Shirai has signed with WWE. She's a Japanese star. She made an appearance um, on a live event in Tokyo, and I guess she's definitely joining NXT, from what everyone understands. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Apparently, that's a big deal. It's yeah, pretty big deal. She's okay. also likely going to be in the, in the May on Classic. Okay. Was she as right big on. of a star as, say, Asuka was? Do you guys know? Um, I'd say she's on the lower level, like the yeah. Kyrie Sane level. Okay. Like around there. A like really on good her get. way up the ranks, but not quite... Top level Oscar yet? Is she someone you know from your time in Japan? Um, I don't know her personally, but I know of her because um, she's probably st- Stardom's top girl right now. Okay. You never defended the DDT title against her? <laughs> no, I did not. No, no. How's intergender wrestling coming? I mean, it's 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 there, and I and I enjoy doing it, and it's and it's. I've, I've explained this before how uh, it allows a different creative outlet, a different yes. creative process, because it's it's obviously and. And it's different, and, and you have to think about it differently. Um, but it's, I think it's no different than doing like a big man, little man match. You know, you do a man. Yes. Who, you know, it's all in the realm of believability in our in our made That's up right. world. So, uh, so I, I enjoy it because um, it allows me to uh, create moments of uh, inspiration uh, for women who who watch the you know product. Yeah. You know, um, if if a woman uh, if a woman can overcome the odds of you know fighting a sleaze bag guy you know like and that's something i learned teaming with candace for all those years is that i've literally seen girls come up to candace at the merchandise ta- table in tears shaking nervous to yeah. meet her because she's inspired them and not just you know to you know to fight against bullying or to like stand but just to stand up for themselves or you know to fight uh, one one girl yeah. we in england one girl came up and said that candace inspired her to fight her or um her um, anorexia, and wow. uh, yeah, and and that. Was... I thought you were going to tell me her abusive boyfriend. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not always. It's not always about physical, and that's right. that's the great thing about wrestling is that like mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, wrestling doesn't always translate to exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it, you know, the characters can overcome odds and adversity, and that can inspire people to come overcome odds and adversity in different aspects of their life, and not you never just know, physical. Ones. Yeah, these right. battles are like metaphors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you never know what's going to inspire someone. And, right. and then when they come up to you and tell you like that story, there it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was it Maya? Yeah, but who, yeah. Who 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 had an intergender match with Brody King of all people? Not not to like re- recently. Jeez, uh, Taya did. Taya did. Oh, Taya did. Taya did. I think mm. Mia had a match with Keith Lee. Mm. Okay, that was pretty recent, and actually, and Matt Riddle actually too. Oh yeah, interesting. Uh, Taya was a Nuclear <laughs> Heat Wrestling. Taya had an intergender match with Brody King. Oh, okay, that's what and, it was. And Ryan, it was a th- and Hot Young Brothers, a three way. Yeah, and it was great. I mean, <laughs> Taya can beat anyone. Next up. show, she's wrestling her husband Mundo. She sure is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what you mentioned, you know, talking about Candice, the one photo that that 
really comes to mind for me. I think it was when you guys won the PWG Tag Team titles. She's got just a crimson mask, and there's a photo of you guys together. I mean, that's an inspirational photo, as is for women, just showing everything that she's done. Yeah, I mean, that was that match people you know, still talk of. It's probably the match I'm most known for, too. Um, and um, <laughs> even though, you know, it's it was... Uh, mostly about Candice's moment, you know, because mm-hmm. she, you know, she beat the Young Bucks and uh, um, and she got bloodied in the process and she fought again, you know, she fought back. She got the, it was a hardcore match and the Young Bucks, um, uh, Matt Jackson pulled a uh, shoe covered with thumbtacks out, put it on his foot and super kicked. He was, <laughs> well, he was going to super kick me and then Candice t- stepped in the way and he super kicked Candice instead. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it, it, the reaction that match got, you know, you know like it, it, with anything with wrestling, it's subjective. So it wasn't always po- it wasn't all positive. But for the most part, it's been overwhelming the amount of people that have mm-hmm. shown support for that match. And, and you know, Candice's part in that match. So, yeah, and look been, at her now. Yeah, it's been and obviously. Yeah, she's she's someone who's worked hard her whole life. She started uh, training when she was 15 or 16 years old, you know, Um it, it, she has a you know not not to make this interview about Candace, but she, her story is so and she's not the kind of person that will sit down and like tell you about her story because she doesn't she doesn't want she doesn't need that attention she doesn't need you to to she doesn't She'd need to ver- she doesn't somebody need to, else toot her horn she doesn't for yeah her. she doesn't need to verify her success but she she wanted to start wrestling at you know fourteen or fifteen and her dad was really um, you know nervous about sending her to a wrestling school or letting her go to wrestling school so he bought a ring and put it in her backyard and then she and then got, and then brought people to their house to teach her to wrestle because mm-hmm. and you know and this, this is how much she wanted is that you know she didn't want she wasn't like the girl who like i want a pony daddy she was like i want to be a professional wrestler you know she's inspired by macho man randy savage and Shawn michaels you know she, she that's she wanted that to be her life and she went out and did it and um uh, it's very cool that um she's where she's at now yeah, it does. And I, I had a question about that. Actually, Go ahead. About uh, about what do you feel about Candice's career right now? Um, she she's been in a embroiled in a deep storyline with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, and they've kind of labeled her as Mrs. Johnny Gargano. What? Mm. How do you how do you feel about her her presence and how they're presenting her in NXT right now? Um, personally, I don't I don't think that's the the best avenue for her, and that's just because I I know what she's capable of, but. I don't know the the end game of their storyline. Maybe this right. is their way to, you know, maybe they're just going to start Candace out as being more timid and then build her up to being more of her herself. And maybe they just want a slow burn for it, you know. And I, I, I'm not obviously in their writing room, so maybe this is just the way to get her on on camera and her name known, um, or you know, her face known on TV, and then they can build around that when she's already established or she's already like. People already know are familiar with her, and maybe that makes her story better. If if people if the if the mainstream audience that didn't doesn't know her independent work um, see her as someone who you know who builds up uh, courage and builds up strength, um, maybe that's going to work long term better for her. I, I don't know personally right now the way she's you know and and, and she, she's a team player. She's you know she knows that she's helping. Um, you know Johnny and and Tommaso's storyline, so she's not gonna she's not gonna raise a stink. You know she knows that her role right now is to be a supportive character yeah. to them, um, in their in their story. So, um, and you know, but it personally knowing what she can do, obviously, I think they're they're underutilizing yeah. her. But I don't know the end game. How is how did you watch the the NXT takeover match from Chicago with with Johnny and and uh, Champa? I watched it through gifts on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, and you know, and usually, like, 
I'm pretty good about when when something gets a lot of a lot of buzz. You know, I'm usually good about finding that match and watching it. I just yeah. it, I've been so behind on it lately that uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll get around to watching it, but I just haven't yet. I've been a pretty big fan of the whole show, actually. Yeah, I watched. I watched. I think I watched every bit of NXT show and uh, only selective stuff from the from the show the next night. Well, that was an endeavor that obviously worked out a couple of years ago. Uh, last piece of news: another endeavor that. Was once a thing, and apparently is now going to be another thing. Uh, rumor is now that Vince McMahon is willing to spend up to $500 million on yeah. the newest version of the XFL. Hmm. If he wouldn't if he would have waited a few months to cash in some of the, some of his uh, shares up stock, it probably like the money he would have made after like the stock went through the roof mm-hmm. would have probably paid for it. You're probably right. And it probably did. Because they're not saying – well, because they say he raised the money, and then they're not going to – because it's private money, that they don't really have to tell you where it came from. So I'm I'm suspecting – I'm sure some of the money came from the boost he got in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but he had already cashed out yeah. before that before that Com- big boost came. Fair. But completely, I'm not sure. Well, no, not yeah, completely. Yeah. But, like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably yeah. what he wants to t- yeah. cash in on right um, now. I still stand by the idea that this $500 million investment is a good investment in – investigating football on television so that if they don't wind up actually being a televised football league, they still have research that other comp- that the NFL would want to purchase. Oh. That's, that's all I think. Interesting that's, way of looking at it. I think yeah. there's, I think his, I think his long play was he wants to develop this relationship with Fox so he can actually pivot. Like, so he can actually pitch them on, yeah. Hey, you're going to give me a lot of money, but I'm yes. going to give you so much content. And I think his pivot is, or the NFL will just buy my research because they're probably not doing, like they're probably not doing out of the box research. Yeah. They're doing research within the NFL bubble, and they'll probably want to know because mm. last time he did this, he innovated production in football. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a five hundred million dollar guinea pig in a way. <laughs> a little bit. Well, it's possibly. It's good, to, it's good to know what your pivot is. Also, it's good to be Vince McMahon and have five hundred million dollars to just <laughs> I mean, yeah. literally give it a try. Hey, like, so, so is what's the word on on their? Uh, you know, Ebersol and somebody else was starting up another one on their own too. I, that I have no idea. I know I him have, and Ebersol are right? really tight. Yeah, there have been there have been a couple of those floating around for a while that I'm not I'm not quite like I think there's always everyone's always trying to start a football league. I'm going to start backyard football. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, would not, like I wouldn't be the first person to do it because backyard football games happen all the time. Dang. But I'd be the first person a to, to promote league. it. Yeah. What about, a backyard football league on YouTube would probably do yeah. pretty well if you yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. What about like? What about football, but like, like wrestling and roller derby, where it's all like so you, rugby? No, <laughs> no, the, where the plays are all like you know choreographed. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Work, oh. I worked yeah, football league. Football game. I, oh, I've, that, could, like, could, that could be the XFL I'm thinking, like, for all the we know. Territory yeah. league. That Rikishi was oh, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. different yeah. teams like yeah. that, but no, worked football team. Yeah. Worked football team. I, yeah. I, that would be really funny if the XFL was actually a worked, worked football worked, team. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they spent they spent like triple the time we could have ever possibly imagined yeah. to develop yeah. it. I mean, you got to be awesome though. <laughs> like, Who knows? You know, they have to do different things. You got to have promos. Yeah, something. You know. Yeah. You need the good sound bites. But, yeah, that covers all the news. So um, I don't know we, you want to talk to Joey as well, specifically about, um, you know, his, his history, not only with uh, the newer version of his character, but also with uh, Jim Cornette and basically kind of his thoughts uh, about things. Uh, we talked about Jimmy. We did? Yeah, we talked okay. about, like, Jimmy like, when, when Joey was here Okay. last time. Episode 27. Yeah. Mm. So what episode is this? This is episode 94. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. What wow. episode was it when Joey was on? 27. Oh, Damn, wow. Joey. Yeah. 
Sorry, it took long me time. so long no, to it's, get it's, you back. It's fine. Here. It's fine. It's, I know it's, you've been busy. Yeah, no, it's good. It's wow. good. Well, I want to know with Ronda Rousey and WWE and everything she's doing. You think that we're closer to having actually competitive intergender matches and not comedy intergender matches? Um, I don't. I it's it, it all depends on if if it, their marketing of it. If if WWE can find a way to. Because obviously they're they're working with under a PG banner and they're they're working with uh, as a publicly traded company. So if they if they can find a way to present it where it doesn't um, you know trigger domestic violence thoughts, or, which I think is very possible. I mean, I think I think the way that I do it a lot of times doesn't you know is is very um, different than how you know than, than the triggers of domestic violence, but. Uh, I think their company's creative enough and, and capable of it for sure. And, uh, you know, they just got to get the right players involved. And I, don't they have, isn't Ellsworth doing a. I was just thinking that. Like, yeah. yeah. Carmella and Ellsworth, or and, who? Uh, somebody in Ellsworth. Yeah. Well, no, he, wrestled, Asuka. he wrestled Becky Lynch and now he's doing a thing with Oscar. But yeah. no one takes you think him it's seriously yeah. as a competitor. Right. Whereas, like, if Oscar stepped in the ring with Daniel Bryan, people would be like, holy shit, this is going to be a good match. Like, and, you know, and, there go. would, and it would be a good match. And, you know, and. and and it's just got to it's they have to find the right way to market it so that it doesn't it doesn't set off more negative than positive did you did you see the the footage of um who was it suzuki beating the living shit out of uh out of um oscar no the old footage oh, from oh, japan yeah. oh man do you see it Ooh, i haven't seen it but this, i i yeah. seek it out immediately my last sorry my last point about the intergender stuff is that they've they've I I think professional wrestling to me is more like theater or movie than, yeah. than than sport just because of I mean it's it's it has both but the comparisons I think and movies I mean I just watched a movie on a plane called Atomic Blonde where Charlie Theron mm. is fighting dudes through the whole yes. thing and and it's awesome and it's yeah. and it's great and it's like and it doesn't trigger domestic violence and um uh and I, I feel like if WWE can find a way to do that on a live stage then it's more than profitable marketable and uh, inspirational for them to do. Sure, and it, it's like you're fo- you're featuring like powerful women that are fight. You know, like yeah. it's not like a weak women that are that are uh, you know victims and, yeah. and 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 things like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, and and um, I the more you have people like you know the Keith Lees and and the Matt Riddles and the P, you know people you or Brody Kings like guys that like. That you would think, okay, would never be do something like that. Yeah, uh, doing things like that and having fun with it. Right. Like I think, okay, the more the more accepted it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just getting past a lot of. It's getting past a lot of wrestlers that are like, I don't want to sell for a girl. But if yeah. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, yeah. former UFC fighter Matt Riddle, is selling yes. for a girl, then it's there's we're, we're wrestling. We're living in a different universe where yeah. you know we, for all we know, we all have superpowers. You know, like yes. I, I always say that too. Like. You know, maybe we all, you know, because like you could see a superhero movie, you could see um, Scarlett Johansson and Avengers fighting guys, and you don't think of it because she's a superhero. But it, it, we know what a real fight looks like with the UFC and, and professional wrestling. How many punches to the face can somebody take without bleeding or being knocked out in a professional wrestling match? 15, 20? Easily. You know, that's definitely a superhero trait. Yeah. So, like, who knows what powers us professional wrestlers have uh, for fighting? And, and that's definitely applies to women and men. Yeah. I think one of the things about that is that you definitely want to see the woman look like she has a shot and then at the same time have the guy be like, oh, crap, she's actually really good. I might be getting my ass handed to me today. And And you want to see them 
like equal competitors. Sure, you don't sure. Want to see them. And that's story. And that's other. just storytelling. And that's and that applies to every single professional wrestling match, no matter who's involved. Is you have to tell a story to make it work, or it it falls flat. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that could be me against Sean. You know, we have to be able to tell an engaging story to get people to be into it. And it's the same thing if I wrestled you or you know wh- whoever. Uh, we have to be able to tell, be a storyteller in wrestling if you want to be successful. I think that's one of the things, that's one of the qualities that Taya has. When Taya goes in there and she goes up against a guy, you know, like, okay, she's not here to mess around. She's not here to be made a joke of. She's going to go and, like, kill it. And that's, I yeah. think, one of the things that I personally really enjoy about her that, that she does incorporate in her matches with guys. Well, something Sean says all the time, it's not the moves in the matches, it's what you do in between the moves. For sure. How long did it take you to have that click in your brain um i mean i think i think i'm still working on it you know i don't think you ever yeah, really you, you ever get perfect at it um but yeah to, i mean to that effect you know just not only is it telling the story through wrestling moves but it's telling, telling the story through characters i had an intergender match with saraya knight uh page's mom oh, wow. and she's known for being mean and vicious and and i am i actually almost feel like i went in as the underdog in that match because of her reputation for being mean and vicious, you know, I feel like people thought she was gonna roll through me. You mm. know, like I, it was it was a different different aspect of an intergender wrestling match for me because usually, obviously, I'm the aggressor. But uh, uh, it's just it, it's it's characters complementing each other. It's how they react to each other, and then it's the story you tell within the moves. And how'd that match go? It was great. It was great. It was for Rise um, in Chicago, and it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, you know, and you know, she she. She punched me in a, a few times and in, uh, in caught, caught me with a couple of them. And, and it's, she got me in the, in the stomach once, knocked the wind out of me. And it's just that's how she goes. She goes super aggressive. And, and she knows. Yeah. And, the, and this is something that you know, I, I, you know, Candace talked about a lot too, is that when she's in the ring with guys, she's no, she knows she has to bring it a little bit harder than when, with, when she's with it's girls. The same, it's the same, Joey, as um, you know, I always felt like when I was in there with guys so much bigger than me. Yeah. You know, I was never going to complain about getting hit hard, and I was going to bring it. Yeah. And and honestly, most of those, eh, some of the bigger guys were kind of pussies. I'm not going to lie. You know, they would complain. But most yeah. guys didn't want to complain about this little guy, you know, sure, knocking sure, shit sure, off sure, him. Sure, sure, and, sure. And you knew you had to make it believable. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line. Is yeah. You, you had to... You had to let the you had to make the audience believe that you you know you could damage these bigger guys. Yeah, yeah. Shit, man. I had a really good uh, point I was going to add. Now I, I forgot. Um, on on the subject for WWE specifically, yeah. I don't think they're going to touch inter, intergender because they had a chance with it with the mixed match challenge. They've uh, other than like the James Ellsworth jokey stuff. I think they're just they're just going to assume think, men don't touch women. Well, I think that they're going to if. They'll, they'll like you know they'll experiment yeah. a little bit with it and if they can you know if they can push it a little mm. farther they pop they might I don't know but I was th- you know I know what it was I was going to uh, um, add to what you were saying is um, I never had a problem with selling for the women my problem as a baby face like when I got like put in a tag mixed like in a tag situation with China and yeah. she was a heel yeah was me hitting her. Like as a baby face, yeah, 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 and, 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 and we worked around that. It, and yeah, it wasn't that's exactly. hard actually. You just gotta use your head, right? Exactly. Like I, it, it, no matter, no matter as a heel or face or or, or whatever, I I don't. There's there's never a point where I will strike a girl yeah. in a match, which is easy to work around because we we make it up. You know, yeah. we make up what we do, uh, and if I do, if there is a strike, it's 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 sold properly, yeah. and it's you know, the Candace and I used to have this spot where. Uh, 
you know, she would be rocking and rolling on a dude and out of, you know, she would hit the ropes and out of instinct, the guy would punch her and she would dead sell it. And the whole crowd would go, oh my God, how can you punch a girl? And like, we did it with Cole Cabana, obviously, yeah. super baby face. And he was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And yeah. he started like apologizing. And then I came and capitalized on him while he was <laughs> apologizing to Candace, trying to help her up because uh, instinctually he just, you know, as defensively threw a punch and she knocked, she sold knocked out. Yeah. So it, we, we, we used the strike as a big moment in the match. And it was properly sold and it was believable. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just it's it's all storytelling. In Mexico, when I was there, every night there was a match that was inter intergender. Uh, you know, it would be Billy Boy and Fabi Apache and us and and Ayako Hamada and this one and that one and the Moreno sisters and like all beating the shit out of each other. I mean, Lucha Underground, I think you would mm. agree, has done a fantastic job with intergender wrestling. Yeah, so. yeah. They get it. They get it. Well, because in Lucha Underground, there's never a question of like, oh, why is this woman wrestling this man? They're right. all on the same level playing field. Right. Yeah. Lucha Underground also has time travelers and ghosts. And the extreme and like, of like, we yeah. create this universe yeah, yeah, and we're yeah, yeah. in control of it. Did the new breed come that. from 2002? <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, that, oh, be, that boy, that, that went over everyone's awesome. head. <laughs> That would be awesome to travel back in time. And the New Breed back, like, were, was yeah. this tag team in WCW, okay. and it was in the eight, it was in the late eighties, almost kind of get like eighty seven something like okay. that, and it was when Crockett brought out uh, Florida, okay. and it was Sean Royal and Chris Champion, and uh, they came back from the year two thousand and two. Whoa! What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now the now now obviously is the the sequel to that is they come from the past That's in two thousand two. Right. So yeah. like, wasn't there also a new breed in the ECW sci fi one where it was like Elijah Wood or yeah it was Sylvester right? Turkai yeah the, like the the newer guys mm -hmm. on the ECW on sci fi show. Maybe. They called themselves the New Breed. CM Punk was a part of it for like a week. And also oh. locally in Southern California, the Rock Ness Monsters are back, and they've okay. been gone for four Earth years. Oh, <laughs> and man. they're they're starting to tell their story about where they've Who's been. Who's the other Rock Ness Monster besides Johnny Yuma? Uh, Kevin Martinson. Well, he AKA goes Johnny Goodtime. Big hu big, big hunky hunky Kev, Kev. BHK. Huh, okay. He's son of madness and Lucha Underground. Oh God, there's some 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 of the people listening right now are just. Pull, pull, <laughs> either pulling the hair out or already turned the show off. It's, it's, <laughs> we're talking about space. Yeah. Stuff. All right. Talking about traveling back in time, you got to wrestle Jerry Lawler. I did oh, get to wrestle yes, Jerry That's what I wanted yeah, to tell. Yeah. And you did it as, uh, what, as Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Mm, yeah. Whoa. Uh, you know, you know, I obviously I've you know watched reruns of Taxi when I grew up, and yeah. I and I saw like the SNL clips. But um, when I started wrestling and then started to come up with this character, like I started looking at different way, different people to study that like um, that could help me rather than the traditional ones, you know, that everyone watches. And I thought, well, Andy Kaufman was able to wrap an audience around his finger with, you know, limited wrestling, obviously. And um, so I started watching Andy Kaufman. I became a big fan of his, and then I started watching more of his comedy and mm. became a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so he's always been kind of an inspiration. So. Uh, Jerry Lawler became somewhat of a dream match for me, and um, I told Michael from High Spots that, um, and he made it happen at WrestleCon the match with Jerry Lawler. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, and and I asked Michael if, if he could ask Jerry if it would be okay for me to be Andy Kaufman, and Jerry loved the idea, you know, because it, it, coincidentally, I think it was like the 35 year anniversary mm. of it, like almost wow. to the day or something, yes. um, that he pile drove uh, 
Andy Kaufman. Yeah. So, you know, Jerry was all about it. So, um, you know, we just played up the shtick. I, I came out and cut it. You know, went over a lot of fans' heads because Andy Kaufman isn't, you know, like a lot of wrestling fans don't really know the Andy Kaufman bit. I mean, they know of him, but they yes. don't really know the bit. So I came out as Andy Kaufman cut a promo as Andy Kaufman called out Jerry Lawler. Actually, I called out a, a, any woman in the audience as Andy Kaufman would. <laughs> Jerry Lawler came out instead. Um, and, uh, and we had our, we had our match and it was fun and, and, you know, and I, I, uh, you know, Jerry loved it too, which is, which yeah. means more to me when I, when I can work with someone like that and they really, really like working with me, that's, that means more to me. That was cool. I was there for that, and I liked it because prior to that, you had cut this whole promo about how women belong in the kitchen and they're yeah. terrible and shave <laughs> yeah. your legs and all of this yeah. stuff. And Jerry Andy Lawler Kaufman, comes out. I, almost yeah. word for word yeah. for my Andy Kaufman promo. And then he's like, you know, it, it just tied in very well. I thought it was pretty cool. I, if you could have gotten Nick Houseman from WrestleZone to to dress up like Tony Clifton, <laughs> that would have been. Yeah, they run in from Tony Clifton. Andy Kaufman and Tony Clifton at the same yeah. place at the same time. Talk about time travel. Actually, yeah. at Starcast, they're doing uh, a bit of a panel where they're going back and talking about about yeah. Andy Kaufman, and then someone tagged Tony Clifton on Twitter, and Tony Clifton was like, "I my invite must have been lost in the mail." Yeah, because Tony Clifton's still out there doing it. Yeah, yeah. he does a show at the Comedy Store. I think. Every oh, summer. Bob Zamuda. Tony Clifton. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bob Zamuda's a different guy. Yeah. Huh. Okay. How does, how does the Phoenix Penisplex survive the fireball? Oh, it's it, it was fine. I, as I explained, it didn't it didn't hurt. It just startled me because I saw fire. <laughs> you didn't know it was coming. No, I, I, obviously I did, but in character wise, because yeah. I obviously I don't sell the penis. Like, yeah, but I, you were penis you, is indestructible. Yeah, but you were Andy Kaufman. You were that was well. Well, we did a thing like where finally like um, because we wanted to. Obviously, pay off with the with the fans, the the fan the Joey Ryan that the fans know. Yeah, at you know, you know, we we actually played up the fact that the pile driver was banned in Louisiana. Like it's it's you can't do it in Louisiana. Sure. So I you know it, after Lawler came out, we had a little verbiage back and forth. I said, uh, you know what, I you you only you only scared Andy Kaufman because you you know you because of the pile driver. But in Louisiana, you can't pile drive me, so you've got nothing. And then blah blah blah. And then I kind of became Joey Ryan. And I said. Uh, Jerry Lawler touched my dick, and the crowd, of course, chants "Touch his dick," touch his dick. which I think Lawler was surprised that yeah, it was, they it, knew the deal, right? That they knew the deal, and, and you know, and so we, we built up. So at, at, towards the end, there, I kind of trans, transitioned from Andy Kaufman to Joey Ryan to pay off the Joey Ryan for the audience, and, uh, and then we did the fireball to the dick, and uh, and you know, and it, it, as as I explained in character, because the dick is indestructible, it didn't it didn't hurt. It just startled me that yes. I saw fire. His aim was. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, we only practiced it one time too. He oh, wow. and it was only to get the distance. Like it was just like he knew right away. He's like stand here, and then he took whatever five steps back and turned around, and it was backstage. And I was like, all right, good to go. We kind of hit it though. We like we went to like a back corner because he didn't want the 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 commission to see us using a fireball in case they because that wasn't written in the 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 you know it's like mm-hmm. no pile drivers, no whatever. Oh, head no drugs, power bombs either. Something right? like that. Yeah. So that was all written, but there was nothing about fire. So he didn't want them to see fire and then like add it last minute. Yeah. Oh, Wait, no fire too. So we went and hid, and we practiced it, and then we went out and did it. And, we, and there was no, there was no backlash. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to come down on Jerry Lawler in a, about professional wrestling. He could have probably pile drive me ten times, and the commission wouldn't have said anything. Probably right. Hmm. Well, on All that right. note, hey, so to... <laughs> is there anything else? No, I think no. that's a great All way right. to close out. Cool. Hey, Jimbo. Yeah. Is there anything we want to? Uh, Talk about before we go. Do I have with any Joey or what you, no. what you got going up? Yeah, anything. You just got your follow you on Twitter at the Real Xbox. Buy your sh- shirts at prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Waltman. Yeah, and and Joey, where can they find your merch? Uh, Are you on pro- social media, all that shit. Uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash Joey Ryan. Um, 
depending on when this airs, there's a 20, okay. 20% off sale until <laughs> until July 6th by using the promo code America. Yeah. Uh, America. America. Yeah. Uh, and then my social media is uh, at Joey Ryan online on Twitter and at Joey Ryan on Instagram. Great. All right. Anybody else? Denise, yeah, how's going. your YouTube channel? It's going good. The views are going up. Got to interview right. the cast of Glow, which was awesome. And then also binge watch that like crazy good show. If anyone hasn't seen it, check it out. It's a season, lot of fun. Season one, episode five. Mr. Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Monopoly, a.k.a. Joey Ryan. <laughs> Steve Kaufman, what's uh, going on with you? You guys find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I run four different YouTube channels for pro wrestlers. You want to know which ones? Come follow me. <laughs> okay. Good tease. Uh, I'm at Jay Quasto, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, airing every single week. Coastline Clash uh, episode one is now up. And if you're in Phoenix, Championship Wrestling from Arizona, Nick Aldis will be putting the NWA World's Heavyweight title on the line against Peter Avalon at our television taping Sunday, July 8th. So check out social media for that. All right. And we'll be back next week here on Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty on AfterBuzz TV, Westwood One, and the Jericho Network. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at The Real Xbox and email us at Xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.